You are listening to Waffle, the bite-sized podcast with Paul Jenkins. First broadcast on Rossendale Radio on the 4th of April 2021. This week, Paul talks to Sarah Kedge about editing a brand new collection, Neurodiverse Entrepreneurial Awesomeness. 104.7 Rossendale Radio Welcome to the Waffle Hour. Paul Jenkins here uh, with you as part of the weekend wind down. Every week we speak to authors, we speak to maybe poets or playwrights, uh, and occasionally we talk to somebody who's written a book that's actually got some proper importance to it uh now this bear with me for a second because sometimes when i when i read the titles of books i get them wrong and this one well it's it's quite a long title neurodiverse entrepreneurial awesomeness i mean uh, to start with a tongue twister an anthology of stories from brilliant entrepreneurs with amazingly different brains who are forging their own way it it rolls off the tongue and i am speaking today uh to sarah sarah kedge apologies sarah got your name wrong from the start that's a good start isn't it uh sarah kedge who joining me where, where are you joining me from this this afternoon um i'm in north norfolk just outside king's lane just outside king's lane and we were just talking off air a second ago i've only ventured in once i went to center parks once and had a bit of a, a, a venture into norwich but you're telling me that the live music scene apparently in norwich is is pretty cool it's absolutely cracking yeah, yeah. lots of um pubs that have bands yeah they have amazing festivals obviously not last year but uh the mayor's festival is, is amazing week-long arts um live music festival brilliant i, I think it's going to have to be something we, we go out we, when we go back back out on our travels we're going to go out here in the valley up in up in rossendale but uh, but we we're going to go a little bit further afield as well see see what we can find out there um now it's lovely you've come on to talk about your book this afternoon i gave it its full title <laughs> but at the same time its subtitle neurodiverse entrepreneurial your awesomeness which i've practiced saying um that's that's quite a big title to kind of bring together and there's probably a lot of things that we that we're going to have to unpack for some of the listeners this afternoon um why don't you tell me about neuro neurodivergence before we start what, what do we mean by that okay so neurodiversity is the collective name for anybody whose brain works slightly outside of normal or usual mm. so that would include all of these amazing human beings who are on the autistic spectrum adhd dyslexic dyscalculic dyspraxic the dis family brains <laughs> um tourette's or tics tic mm-hmm. disorders or tics um tics disorders uh, and people that have also got acquired neurodiversity so people who have through illness or accident, um, had shifts in there, how their brains work. So, okay. so neurodiversity is that collective term for all of those people whose brain works in amazing ways. And that's and that is I mean, that's a very actually that, that, a very very succinct way of describing things because of course we know that all of us are, are different in some way and that's you know that's the joy of the human condition. But at the same time, neurodiversity is is very much as you say about people with particular things. And it's it's funny you mentioned that word spectrum because uh, everyone always thinks oh it's a spectrum. It's like black and white. It's like ones and zeros. It's like reds to green. It's it's not that neurodiversity is is much more than that, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. So there are some, um, so with autism, Mm -hmm. um, there are some uh, neurologists are doing some amazing work in terms of brain scanning where they can actually um, see autism in an autistic brain. So in terms of autism, there is a yes or a no Mm. as whether you are or you aren't. However, how that manifests itself and how that um, presents itself in terms of behaviours, brain functioning, social skills, that can go for a full spectrum so some people you 
barely notice they can sort of mask incredibly well and other people that it proves those real challenges in their day-to-day lives it is i, I mean i used to be a, a drama teacher and I, w- I was regularly told it, it, you know back 15 years ago or so um well people with autism they can't do drama right that was what i was told and and but at the same time we would then have children coming into into the school and and then you'd find that actually one of one of the children would be fantastic at, at memorizing things re- really really quickly somebody else would be really good at replicating other people's emotions and mimicry and and all of those things it was if you pack everybody together in one go you suddenly lose the individual stories and that's actually where i think your book comes in is those individual stories under these this big umbrella of neurodivergence absolutely so i host um, an online community called um how to entrepreneur mm-hmm. and it is uh, a really safe and welcoming space for um people who are neurodivergent um, and who are running their own businesses or would like to run their own businesses. Mm. So what we do is we just provide support, um, encouragement, um, and, and sort of stories and sort of its assistance with that sort of thing. But we've, um, so G, Shiggy and myself set, um, set this up about a year ago because uh, we're all uh, neurodivergent brains ourselves. But we recognise that throughout our um, our schooling and our lives, our neurodivergent brains have been told that we can't do things. Yeah. So as you say, you can't do drama if you're autistic. It's like, well, actually, I might need to do something in a slightly different way, but it doesn't mean I can't do it. Yeah. And that's exactly where the How to Entrepreneur and the Entrepreneur podcast came about, is because we need to celebrate the amazing things that our brains can do and actually support people to find ways to be entrepreneurial and to make absolute successes of their business. It's I, I think it's really lovely the way you describe it actually in the blurb for the book of of, of having brilliantly different brains. Yeah, that, that's that that's the important thing is that for for everything that you're saying that actually this is a this is an area that's 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 a that's a problem. But actually that's that's compensating in another area, and that's the bit that's the bit we've really got to sort of grab onto. And absolutely, and I think this is one of the things that, that uh, so neurotypicals is the language that's used for people who are non-neurodiverse. Mm. So neurotypicals have had this perception that we can't do things and that we're problematic. And actually, there is, um, we are, our brain just works slightly differently. So we might need to be approached in slightly different ways. But there are things, for example, with my brain, I am, uh, I'm, I'm profoundly dyspraxic and I am ADHD. So my, you either get hyper-focused with me or you get none at all. <laughs> but when you get hyper-focused, I will be able to do things at speed and a pace and an accuracy no neurotypical person could replicate. So when I'm re- so one of the things I do as a professional job is I do rescue and turnaround work in businesses and companies, and that requires hyper-focus. And I'm incredibly good at that because my ADHD brain allows me to just be pinpoint accuracy on the thing that needs to be worried about. It's a, it's a real sense, actually, of, of, of your understanding of things and your, your processing of the world. Like you say, when you need things done on a quick turnaround, it's ex- that's exactly the skill that you do need. That, but uh, having said that, some of the other challenges that you might face, you probably go, well, actually, that's nothing to do with the business anyway. So why is that? That, that becomes a completely irrelevant. Well, and even some of it is. So one of my things is I'm, I've got, uh, I, I, I forget things. Hmm. I'm, if think yeah so appointments dates i forgot my mother's own birthday i mean you know I'm, you know what actually that's that's two of us so we might be finding a, a nice level here is <laughs> with my dad but you know we've forgotten about it, it was only five years ago i've honestly i've, <laughs> I've made up for it since 
But we, so we, so I do have things that cause me challenges, but I create workarounds for them. And that's part of the, some of the stuff that I do in a professional capacity is it's helping neurodiverse people and neurotypical people to find workarounds to enable the neurodiverse person to, to actually excel and um, really uh, succeed and use their superpowers to an advantage. I, 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 honestly, we've got so, we've got so many different areas I want to delve into, and we haven't even really started talking about the individual stories in the book yet. We'll, we'll start to do that in the next part of the, of the interview. Um, and now, you've you've chosen three songs for us, uh, as as we ask our guests to do. A little bit of a mini playlist for us, uh, and you've started uh, with the Beatles. You can't go wrong there. Why here comes the sun? Um, it's one of my favourite Beatles tracks of all time. When I was a kid, my mum and I used to go to car boot sales, and I used to collect. Um, Beatles albums so I have a full collection of first press um, of Beatles wow. albums all from car boot sales but this is one of my absolute favourite songs of all time George Harrison at his finest this is Here Comes the Sun Playing more of the songs you like this is 104.7 Rossendale Radio Welcome back to the Weekend Wind Down. It's Paul Jenkins here on the Waffle Hour, and I'm speaking to Sarah Kedge about her new book, Neurodiverse Entrepreneurial Awesomeness. Uh, and uh, we've, we spoke earlier on about just sort of the, the general background to the book. Um, but you started, you got back in sort of 2020, you mentioned about the podcast, uh, and the three of you really thought, you know what, there are some stories that need telling here. And let's see if we can delve. The, oh, now, hold on. There's a, you're, you're giving me that I've gone, I've gone off on a tangent moment. <laughs> So, so what happened was, so um, G and I do a live once every couple of weeks together, mm. and it was coming up for Neurodiversity Celebration Week. Yes. Uh, so the two weeks before that, uh, G and I were sort of chatting online, and we said, what should we do for Neurodiversity Celebration Week? And we just said, oh, let's bring some stories together and write a book. <laughs> and within those two weeks, we'd gone from the idea to having a published book on Amazon. Hold on. So you did this, This. I mean, I know you were talking earlier on about quick turnarounds. You did this in two weeks. Two weeks. That is amazing. Weeks but b- believe me, I've, I've, I a, work with writers and B, write myself. The two-week turnaround is something that I'm going to get onto people and say, excuse me, I think we can find we can do a book in two weeks from here on in. <laughs> you really can. You really can. Um, and yeah, that was it. And we just put a, we put a call out to the How to Entrepreneur group um, and our own networks of amazing brains. And yeah, we have uh, 17 stories of entrepreneurs who have... It's the amazing thing about the book is we have um, the full spectrum of neurodiversities mm-hmm. in there. It's just incredible. And that's purely by accident. I, I, I was going to say, was this just a general call out and said, you know what, people tell us your stories. And from that, you got a, a spectrum of spectrums, which is quite, you know... <laughs> We have, we've got a spectrum of spectrums. We've got a spectrum of the neurodiversity. We've got um, full gender representation. We've got people of colour. We've mm. got it just a really beautiful, happy creation. It does sound as if it's a, a very nice... I mean, I'm, I'm very keen on the word serendipity, but uh, this is this is sounds like it's all sort of coming together, which is lovely. Um, now you, you've mentioned a couple of, uh, of people uh, who, who've got some quite, I think, quite interesting links to the sort of things that we usually talk about on this show we've regularly had stand-up comedians coming on to talk about their writing and their work uh, and Susie's story in particular sounded as something that we, we might sort of delve into a little bit more yeah so Susie is is an amazing human being and she um is she's I, I could tell you a huge amount about her, but what she does at the moment she runs comedy workshops mm-hmm. um and life coaching um so, so yes the two things running side by side life com- life coaching and comedy at the same time 
Yeah, absolutely. So she's using some of the skills that you would use in terms of writing jokes, writing sets to support people with with their life progress. And that's, I mean, that, that with the challenges that you, you were talking about, that must be something, again, I mean, we were talking earlier about performance and about about this kind of stereotypical idea of people who can't do things. What are the barriers that, that, that she may have sort of overcome to it, or, or whether that's sort of perceived barriers that have been put up in front of her or, or maybe sort of some, some of those things that actually, you know, you've got to think about a different way of working maybe? I, I think some of that, with some of, and, and this sort of resonates across the, the spectrum of the people in the book because she was because she would talk to him and she would talk about how the perception of her brain and what she could or couldn't do was the barrier mm. and it's it's about how what other people perceive and think you can do that bleeds into what you believe you can do yourself mm-hmm. so it's then a sort of working to overcome and sort of decide actually no i really want to do these things i really enjoy these things and i'm really good at these things it's it's quite nice actually because I, I think one of the things about comedy writing is very much about perspective taking, isn't it? And 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 a, I think having that, a, a new perspective and a different perspective is always going to be great on stage. Um, and also, it's going to sometimes come with the unexpected. Um, I, I know from working with children <laughs> that sometimes I remember one we we asked one of the kids to uh, he shall remain nameless to, to define a cat, and he he, he said uh, and without thinking he just went, um, it's like a bus but it hasn't got wings. And the whole class suddenly went, what? And rolled around in fits of laughter because it's a ridiculous image. And he was, he said, I don't know where that came from in my brain, but that's where it came from. And, and that can be a great thing, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things, and I think I'm right in saying mm. Susie and a number of people, including myself, we're late awareness people. Okay. I don't use the word diagnosis because there's nothing wrong with me. I'm not <laughs> ill. <laughs> Um, so late awareness. So uh, with myself, I, I became aware of the label of my dys, uh, dyspraxia when I was thirty-eight. Right. Yes. So, yeah. so this is the thing: is it was it that um, that moment when and, and again the, the the word diagnosis immediately it's sort of tagged with all these medical ideas and you you start thinking about you know I've been for tests and I've come back uh, and it's it's not like that, is it? It's actually it's just a, a almost somebody giving a name to something and you go, oh, that's this is why my puzzle looks like that. Absolutely, and you then go on this wonderful journey where you go oh now that makes sense oh okay so there are other people that also struggle to do the things that i do and it's sort of you you go from being this person where you know there's something different you spend a lot of your time and energy um trying to behave like a neurotypical person and trying to pretend to be neurotypical because neurotypical people you have a whole language that that i don't understand completely i've learned it Mm. Uh, and the same with the emotional stuff you've got this whole way of being that i've had to learn how to be and when you find the label for yourself, some it would then take you on this journey to sort of understand, ah, I don't have to do that. And there are other people whose brain works in a similar way to mine. Yeah, and it's it's not always about um you know, where you come from or how you grew up or anything like that. It's just literally about that that way of being. And and like you say, that I think we're we're possibly more connected now than we ever were. It's possibly easier to find people who are similar to ourselves because of like yourselves you're using facebook you're using uh you know podcasts and communication tools to to kind of spread the word and so people can say yeah that this is what i did last week this makes absolute sense to me um and if we talk about pascal who's another um person in the book hmm. her brain is incredible and so for, throughout her life she's really um 
got enjoyment out of tech and apps and how technology and, and computerized stuff links together that's her superpower and she's really capitalized on that and so she's now somebody who's able to join up tech in a way that my brain could never even contemplate coping with and yet you were telling me just off air a second ago that pascal is in a creative industry in makeup uh, and and working at, was it in tv and and, and film and she, dr- film uh, she's a film and tv makeup artist which is you immediately associate with, well that must be to do with the creative side of the brain so therefore and um, the tech and the, the practical side of the brain you you would traditionally assume that those were two distinct areas but there's a melding together there is, but there's also sort of unpicking that understanding, the neurotypical understanding of what being a creative is and what being creative should be and who can do it. Mm. So when you start to delving into the world of neurodiversity, you can then start saying, well, actually, creativity and being creative is a really broad spectrum. And the people who are, who are neurodiverse or neurodivergent can be creative. There's, there are some amazing um, creative people out there including your good self and in the third part of this interview uh we should be talking as well because aside from being a, a fantastic author <laughs> and editor of, of great books um you're also a coach yourselves and and working consulting we can delve into that in a little bit uh we've we've got though you've you've chosen a song talk about bringing things out of left field i thought i'd heard the michael jackson back catalogue and this is fine and i was all fine with this then you already gave me some beatles now you're going to meld those things together for me Where, where's this version of come together come from you know, it's one of those things that's hidden in the back of the album, but it is a really cracking version. I am uh, a bit of a rock punk chick myself anyway, and I, and I also I have a bit of a love-hate with Michael Jackson. You know, love his music, the other stuff is a little <laughs> bit icky-sticky. But this is one of my favourite versions of this song, and it's a really cracking version. Um, well, he does it really well. And I, I think the listeners are going to love it as well. This is Come Together. This is Michael Jackson. At home, in the office, in the car, wherever you are. You can listen to 104.7 Rossendale Radio. Welcome back to 104.7 Rossendale Radio. It is the Waffle Hour, and sadly, it's the final part of my interview with Sarah Kedge this afternoon. And uh, now, I, the thing is, we're Zooming this afternoon. We're doing this through Zoom. We've, we've, we've mastered the technology here. And I'm going to try and give you some sort of visual description of some of the things that you've missed, because this is radio. Uh, I, I'm looking at uh, Sarah, uh, Sarah at the moment, and she's got a big pink background uh, and and uh, is is has all the way through our interview today she's been accompanied by a little uh, a little aid uh, something to hold on to is rainbow colored uh, and I, I, when i found out what it was uh, you're going to be amazed um do you want to tell us what it is you're holding right now so this is a fidget toy <clears throat> so my brain um i i find it very difficult to concentrate on one thing at once and if i if i try my brain just goes in 17 directions so i've got this fidget toy uh, it's called perpetual bubble wrap <sighs> So it's silicone, so it's like the cake moulds that you've got, mm-hmm. and it's just little little bubble wraps, and you just pop it, and you push it, and then you turn it over, and then you can start popping it again. It's, it's just, just something bubble wrap that goes on forever. It's forever. People... Mind you, I, took, I took this to my mum, and she complained that it didn't pop right. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I mean, maybe there's a conversation to have there about what would be the right bubble wrap. Um, but it's, uh, you know, what? having having worked through the the fidget spinner era, right? This is this is again, this is one of the things that came out. I, I absolutely. I'm determined to get myself hold of some perpetual bubble wrap and this was one of the things I remember teaching at the time when the fidget spinner came in and of course that was a, a, a fidget toy very much for people with ADHD was was how the, 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 the 
how it came in uh, and then all of a sudden everybody wanted one um it's and and then because of that it became a real issue in schools it's it's, it's quite a, a strange uh, thing that that sort of uh, emerged really and actually it's one of those things so i've i concentrate in me so I, i've worked in businesses and done other things and when i sat in meetings I, to to be able to concentrate on what people are saying in the meeting my hands needed to do something yeah. because my brain needed to concentrate on something so it could then concentrate on what was actually going on in the meeting and the number of times that i was told to stop doodling <laughs> um because and and the, the consequence of that is that my i just can't concentrate in the same way so you get less out of me so this fidget spinner can sit underneath and, and the, the neurodiverse people have all range of different fields from sort of hair twiddling to tapping to yeah we just find ways of what and and, and also the the, the the kind of uh, ridiculous idea of uh, thank you for your fantastic business saving idea but can you stop doodling i mean that's it's like if, if it's going to give you a business saving idea doodle all you like um and this is where we come on to your consultancy work because you you work very much in the business it sort of end of things uh, advising people that was working on a consultancy basis how does that work how do people sort of approach you and come to you what sort of well you can go find me on linkedin i'm sarah kedge i'm, I'm sarah kedge everywhere so i'm sarah kedge on linkedin on facebook on instagram i'm even sarah kedge on clubhouse ah, right. um, but what so you can go to my website you can sort of drop me a message and have a conversation and what my main bits of work is doing is helping organizations uh, become neurodiverse friendly or okay. neurodiverse inclusive so one in seven people in the population is neurodiverse which means you will have if you run a business or you work in the public sector you do have neurodivergent people in your businesses and it will, might be that how you're working doesn't support those people to thrive and give you the absolute best so what I worked with is I worked with companies to work out ways of improving the work environment. And the best thing about that is if you improve the work environment for the neurodiverse, everybody benefits. It's it's one of those things. And it's interesting you said earlier about, yeah, I think you described yourself as, as a late, not diagnosis, but you just had a, a, sort of a, a, a late awareness of, of, of particularly of how you were. But also there will be people in companies who are also in that situation uh, who, who, are, who are struggling in some way. And actually your sort of help and consultancy would probably, like you say, help companies just to understand their employees a little bit more or even understand the, the managers a little bit more. Absolutely. And it's one of those sad things that only one in 10 businesses in the United Kingdom at the moment have any form of neurodiversity awareness. Yet one in seven of their population of business people will be neurodiverse. And because the so neurodiversity is a piece of language that's only been around since the 1990s. Mm. So when I was at school, we were only just coming to having this language. So there is a generation of us human beings who have spent our lives masking. Um, so masking is the words that I, I and other people use to create, create behaviours to seem more neurotypical. Mm. But masking is exhausting. And when I get home from having a day of masking and not being able to behave as I feel comfortable... I come home and I'm absolutely exhausted. And for some people, the exhaustion can knock them out for days. Yeah, and that's no good in that's certainly no good in terms of a business because you're not being productive. You're certainly not bringing your best self to the table, and you may well be, you know, disappearing for long periods of time trying to recover from that. Um, and that's not the way that a working environment should should be, is it? 
No. So I work with businesses to sort of make the working environment um, work for everybody so that everybody can get the best out of their employees. And the businesses really benefit from that because it costs thousands to replace lost staff. Most businesses have sick rates that are really not helpful to them in, to perform and do the business that they want to do. But shifting and, and making your workplace more inclusive and more welcoming will help people stay well, will help you be an employer of choice and want to have people stay in that employment so it saves you money as well as make you more productive. There you go. So there's a call out to all the businesses either in Rossendale or beyond, quite frankly. Um, now, it's, obviously, it's uh, your, your book's out and that, that was, it was uh, released just a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it, in March? Um, and so uh, so where, whereabouts do we head if we want to get a copy of that if you head yourself over to amazon mm-hmm. um, pdf is free um so you can download the pdf for free or you can get the uh, hard copy of the book um from amazon it's we, we're not making any money out of this the whole point of this is to spread it far and wide we actually want to try and get this into schools because there is a generation of young people who will have um, amazing brains and maybe having slightly limited ideas about what they can do. So I'd like to get this into some schools, colleges and universities to support those people to recognise actually you can really succeed with your amazing brain. I think that's the good thing. I'm, I've just noticing actually that uh, looking at the uh, Amazon entry now that uh, obviously the paperback's going to cost a, a little bit if you want a, want a hard copy. But actually, you know, offering it as a free resource, particularly if, if we are aiming it at schools, um, it's, uh, I'm looking at it, the Kindle version is free. So uh, get yourself on there and get yourself get yourself a copy within minutes, you can. So uh, what we'll do is we'll put up, uh, we've got some show notes that are going up a little later on uh, and I'll make sure that, uh, that the, 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 the link to that is in the show notes and we'll put that up via our website. Uh, social media channels as well um it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you this afternoon thank you and thank you for stepping in at the last minute as well i had a bit of a diary uh, diary wobble uh, i looked here and i went it's easter oh my goodness i've got no guests for easter sunday we, we met each other literally yesterday online and i'm, I'm, I'm I, I, honestly i can feel like i could talk to you for another uh, another couple of hours it's great um and you're introducing me as well to great new music I've I've not heard this piece before. Um, this is Amos Lee that you've you've uh, given us. Well, why have, why Sweet Pea to finish? So this came up on my Spotify, um, what you might like, mm. and uh, and again when my hyper focus. If I like something, I really really like this, and this is my song at the moment. I absolutely love it because I I, I just in, I enjoy his vocals. It's slightly bluesy, slightly folky. It's just such a beautiful song. It's sweet, Pete, and it's a lovely way to finish. Thank you very much, Sarah. Uh, Hopefully we'll speak to you again soon. 104.7 Rossendale Radio. And there you have it. We come to the end of another Waffle the Bite Size podcast. My thanks go to Sarah Kedge for coming on the show, talking about her brand new book. Uh, and I'm still absolutely amazed that they managed to get such an ama- a great publication put together uh, in just two weeks, uh, from uh, putting the call out for the stories to bringing them together, editing them, and then, of course, getting it out as an Amazon publication. Uh, it just goes to show that it can be done. And uh, and maybe uh, some, gives some of us writers a bit of a kick up the backside for producing more new content. Uh, my thanks as ever go to everybody at Rossendale Radio for their support uh, each week allowing us to broadcast on a Sunday afternoon and of course to Melanie Kemp for all of her work editing and producing Waffle the Bite Size podcast we will be back with you next week with another great guest in the meantime stay safe and we will see you very very soon